There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Test one, two, three. Microphone check, one, two, three. What is this? Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two. What is this? Ladies and gentlemen, I'd, I'd like to tell you that this broadcast will begin shortly. <laughs> um, and we will be live on Periscope. Is that's that right, correct, that's Tim? Right, that's right. And Twitter. That's right. That's right. And Facebook. And that's right. And now you might be listening to this after the fact on podcast That's on right. Scoops with Danny Mac or the Tim McKernan Show. That's right. We're on a potpourri of platforms. And you, I've been told that either I need to back off the mic or you need to get closer. I wonder what it is. So maybe the fans can give us feedback yeah. as we go along in this epic broadcast to tell us. Interesting. Because yeah, we were on like a 10-second delay. And, yeah, there are fans like, right now calling their friends saying hey check this out these guys don't know they're on no we know we're on you can't catch us we know it's just part of the build-up <laughs> okay there's that's my good. annoying laugh i can hear that loud and clear people are not stupid don't say that people are very smart and we appreciate them checking in don't you dare say that. <laughs> Christopher Singler says audio way too low. Chris Singler, brother. Is this on Periscope? Uh, that would be on, uh, well, because I'm not very technically sound, that would have been on my retweet of the Hot Stove Show, so go. I guess that would have been Periscope, there correct? Thank you, uh, Mr. Singler. <laughs> Mr. Singler, we appreciate that, and we'll make sure that we... Uh, wow, there are like 120 people watching this, and we haven't even started. It's fluctuating. It's like a stock. Buy it up. I hope that uh, fans are headed down to see Slough and UConn tonight. I will be there to see the number one ladies team in the country. There you go. Great. That's actually interesting. I'm le I would legitimately be interested in that. If I left my I home, am. I would do that. Yeah, I you would don't leave your house. I don't home. leave my house. Well, neither, neither of us do. No, we don't. <laughs> I left. I, well, I did the Jack Buck Awards. Yeah, you, you actually do yeah. stuff. You say you don't, but you, you do. And you do good things. No, I, I leave well, I the go, house. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go play golf, you know. <laughs> I go to various high school gyms to watch things. <laughs> That's what I do. I go to the St. Gabriel 7th grade tournament. Who's the creepy guy in the long coat with the sunglasses on his hat? Hey, it's Wait the Cardinal minute, Broadcaster. Dan? Good Lord, what is he doing? Look at the people. They want to hear Goldschmidt news. That's what they want. I want to hear Goldschmidt news. You got something for yeah, me? Yeah, I'm anxious. I'm anxious to see maybe somebody, <laughs> maybe Derek Gould's watching and he'll pass something along in the chat. That's what we can do. 
You boys ready to launch the spaceship? Someone just said, can't wait to hear Danny Mac yell, Goldie, deep left, go get some gold, big fella. <laughs> sounds like you got a call. <laughs> so, that's, a, that's a free call. I like it. All right, you can uh, get it going. You ready to fire this up? Let's do it. I guess one of Raby's hairs was left on the microphone foam. Because mm, we know it's not mine. Let's just clean it up. This is not your morning show. <laughs> <laughs> We're fired up? Are we on? Oh, okay. This this delay thing, Dan, it's got us all. Well, it does. It does. But we've never done a broadcast before. So no, it's no nice this is, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> this, this is Lindenwood for you <laughs> and KOMU. Whoa. KOMU for me. <laughs> Welcome to the Hot Stove Show presented by Mattress Direct from the Design Air Heating and Cooling Studios. Timothy Michael McKernan alongside Dan McLaughlin. Not only Cardinal Broadcaster, but the man who made the speech at the Board of Aldermen last Uh-oh. week that got so many people fired up. Tip of the cap to you, sir, for that Thank speech. You. I appreciate it. Uh, had a lot of people uh, emailing me, texting me, tweeting me. Interviewing you, it sounds like. Interviewing me. Uh, I'm willing to talk about it. I, I want to talk about it. Goldschmidt you really and your speech. I, I mean, people, people that are tuned in here, they want to hear baseball. Well, we'll do both. We can do both. We can do both. We'll All see right. what the people want to ask questions. Send your questions. In. Hashtag Hot Stove STL. But, you know, it's not a only baseball show. Certainly we'll talk yeah. Goldschmidt and, and the Hot Stove and the other deals. But I legitimately, I mean, that was major news that transcended yeah. baseball and sports. So, um, what's your question? My question <laughs> is, how did it come to fruition? Because you told the story yesterday. We had lunch yesterday. Yeah. We were talking, and I was like, "Oh, I knew some of this stuff, but I didn't." What, know What did a you lot take of- away from the lunch? Uh, I took away from the lunch that this truly is, and I say this with sincerity, because sometimes there's things that go on behind the scenes, yeah. and you kind of you keep it compartmentalized off <laughs> off off air or whatever the case might be. But that for you, this is a one hundred percent play and that's not even the right term you're doing this out of the goodness of your heart for the greater good of the region i am that sums it up and there's no there's no angle no and i promise we will get to baseball talk but i not to go on my soapbox here and we do have a platform for a lot of people to watch um and some are soccer fans some are sports fans some want to see the city grow like me and as i said to to many people Look at that. Look at that. That was last Thursday at, at uh, in Kansas City where uh, Carolyn Kendall Betts was with Taylor Twelman and and the families were there to, to see the uh, the playoff game. But this all started with me just doing a podcast with Taylor Twelman probably two or three months ago. And the thing went viral yeah. on my on my uh, website. And I didn't really know anything about the project. I mean, I knew some things about it, not a lot. And uh, so the background is, as you probably can do on your website, I get the analytics. On, so if I did an interview with you or anybody, I could tell who's listening, where they're listening, how they listen, if they download, if they listen off the Internet in terms of just off the, their phone or computer. I mean, that's how I get right. it. This was the, in the top 15 in 24 hours of the most listened to podcast that I had. That told me something. Absolutely. So I texted Taylor and, and I said, hey, man, just just tell me a little bit more about the project, because I, I would like to think I'm an informed sports fan. I love baseball. I like soccer. My kids love it. And they mm-hmm. two of them play at a high level. But I'd like to know more about it. So he started telling me all about the project and it just floored me. And so Taylor, being a soccer guy, I not that I took it with a grain of salt. I just said, OK, l- let me do my own digging on this thing. It sounds almost too good to be true. And I've got friends in Jeff City. I got a couple of guys connected to other people in government, in City Hall, 
I started playing devil's advocate with those people and saying, okay, well, if that's this, let me play devil's advocate with this. And they said, no, that's how this will work, and this will work, and this will work. And I started learning about a triple net lease and property right. taxes and various things that go on with it. So to make a long story short, I was amazed. I was floored. And then what really I couldn't believe was that no one was talking about it. Right. And it didn't matter if it was a sports person, a news person, um, newspaper, radio, TV. I, I just didn't understand why people weren't talking about it. And I mean in just a casual conversation. Like, this could be really a neat thing for St. Louis, whether you like soccer or not. It, it's, it's, it's progress. And so I just kind of took it on myself. I said, I got to do something about this. I just don't think it's out there enough. So I got Jim Cavanaugh's number, and I hounded him. See, that's that's my favorite part of the story. I hounded him. And Tim. I didn't know that story. I remember how this – because we were talking, and this was, this yeah. couldn't have been more than – you said two or three months. I think it's within two months. I don't even think it's 60 days old. Probably not. Because yeah. you said, yeah, he had 12 Well, I've been on. hounding him for three months. Okay. But 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 well, the fact no, that you probably about a little over two months because yeah. yeah so I remember when you had Tolman on you're like man this guy like crazy traffic it was, nuts. it was nuts and then just on your own you reached out to Kavanaugh you know I was texting Jim leaving message for Jim and I'm I'm and I would think Jim and by the time I got a hold of him I literally said Jim and I you know had met Jim at like charity functions and stuff never in a business setting never at a baseball game and I said Jim I just want five minutes of your time. I promise I am not insane. I just want you to hear what I have to say. And he said, okay. He was really, I mean, he yeah. was so cool. Yeah, he's a down-to-earth guy. Oh, he's for... so down-to-earth. And now that I've gotten to know him, like, I just, I knew I would like him because I talked to a lot of people, and they said he's really a good guy. And now that I've gotten to know him a little bit and more and more and more, I'm like, this guy's really cool, yeah. you know? And uh, And so I explained my story, one of a personal level with my son, and one of what I wanted to do for his project. I said, let's do one interview. I said, I promise you this interview is going to go viral because you have the, the diehard soccer fan and you also have those that, like me, want to see progress in the city. So, sure enough, th there was some news in it, and I gave it to KMOX and 101 and different outlets that I thought could get the word out. Sure enough, thing went viral. Did another interview, did another interview. Then did one with Carolyn Kendall Betts, and then did one with both of them. Did and and the thing just like snowballed to the point that then they're saying to me, "Will you come do what would be called a fireside chat, which was kind of a staged interview for both of them?" But hey, if you messed up, like it would be like with their PR team, and I'd say, "Hey Tim, tell me about Inside STL," and you'd say your answer, and your PR team would say, "Eh, Tim, you forgot this, that, and the other. Why don't you rearrange the answers?" We only had to stop one time. And that was because there was, like, activity in the background of the Amsterdam bar at 9 a.m., and it was messing up the sound. Yeah. I mean, they had their answers down, and they knew what they wanted to say. So we, we went through that. I did another podcast with them that day. And this was pretty close to the Board of Aldermen meeting, probably a week out. And in that, they said a lot of the details that people were asking about concerning the ticket tax, um, deal breakers, deal makers, how things worked with – escrow fund, demolition fund. And so those were a lot of the things that were on the front burner that people were against or people were for and questions that needed to be answered. And I'm making this a long story, but it got out there. And um, believe me, Tim, I did my due diligence before I put myself out there. And I did have, in my opinion, a lot to, to lose with this because as I said to Dan Caesar in the Post-Dispatch, 
Um, I call, you know, six, four, three, double play and let's go to break. And this is brought to you by Toyota. I mean, that's what I do, right? That's my living. I mean, it's not really going out on a limb. It's not political. It's not this, that, and the other. And anytime you do something like this, you're going to have people that are for it. And you're going to have people that are against it. I get that, but I'm strongly for this because I think it's progress for the city. And as I've said, I enjoy soccer. I like it. I don't love it. I love baseball. My kids love it. Um, but I just felt that this project is too important to, to not inform the general public of why it could benefit the entire city. And so through all the minutia of what you're probably going to hear coming up, whether it be the lease, and I understand that after the, on the heels of Stan Kroenke and the fact that it didn't pass the first time through with $60 million of, of a public ask and it didn't, uh, it, it got voted down. The thing that you have to remember is that this goes on a blighted piece of land. And I, I mean, all the different things you're going to hear. Blighted piece of land, hasn't drawn a penny in since 1965. 65, you were saying. I, mid-60s. Yeah. Um, it's going to be in toll if they, if they get the MLS franchise. So the expansion fee with the stadium will be roughly $400 million of private investment in which there is not an ask on the general public. And the only taxes that will come out of the general public will be that of those that go to the game from their ticket. And I found that to be mind-blowing. Um, I found it to be incredible. I found it to be amazing. And the Taylors have done so much for this city. And so when I went in front of the Board of Aldermen, no one wrote my speech. No one told me what to say. They had no idea what I was going to say. The Cardinals had no idea what I was going to say. Fox Sports Midwest had no idea what I was going to say. Nobody did. I did. I didn't run it by my wife. I didn't run by anybody. I just it, This was what, from my heart of what I felt needed to be done. Um, and I look at this project as progress for the city, and I keep hammering this point. Do I think it's a cure-all? Absolutely not. Do I think it's a step in the right direction? Absolutely. And so I wanted to get the word out there, and I, as I found more and more from that speech, and so many people have come up to me and said, thank you for what you said. I'm not a soccer fan, but I believe in the project. We, need, we needed a voice that was not affiliated as a quote-unquote soccer fan, like a diehard, and we didn't need a political voice up there. And I'm not a political guy, but I love the city. And you and I are two guys that were raised in the city limits. My mom still lives in the city. And I think that kind of got me in a little bit with the, maybe sure. the BOA um, saying, hey, my mom still lives here. I just spent Thanksgiving at my mom's house. I care about this place, man. I, you know, and I got four kids and I would imagine two of my four kids may spend their lives here and raise their families here. So as I go on my soapbox and I'm, I get so passionate about it um, and hopefully people are like, Dan, shut up. Let's talk about Goldschmidt. <laughs> it, it, it is from my heart. I, I, you know, I have no skin in the game. I don't have ownership in this. I don't have anything. I, as I told both Jim and Carolyn, I don't want anything from you guys. I know you guys get tugged at from every charity probably yeah, and yeah. every walk of life. All I want is to try to help and spread the word of what I think is something that's very important for the city. And, um, and I want to see the project through. And I think it's a great thing. I think the fact that you recognized and I that, hope people believe in the project with me. I hope they do. Yeah, and I, and I think what I where so I sorry, am on I things. No, 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 no. I think I love these kinds of conversations. I love government ph philosophical discussions, especially when it comes to improving our region. Right. And so whether it be uh, our conversations we were having yesterday with no microphones around, <laughs> talking with Ryan Kelly, who's obviously a sponsor of Scoops with Danny Mac, yeah. sponsor of 
of the morning it after my podcast. Oh my god! And you know, it's not like we're in our teens or twenties right. anymore, but we're young, governmentally, politically wise. Sure. And there's a recognition on a number of people's parts now who are not involved that love the region that want right. to see improvement. And you took it upon yourself. And I say this in sincerity. I'd say it if it were just me and, and the boys here and you weren't here. I'd say Dan was kind of going, man, I just had Twelman on. There was this huge response to it. We had a huge announcement, but haven't heard much since. Right. Why is that? I think I can help. Right. And you did that on your own. And it's not like they said, okay, we'll cut you a check for this. If no. you do it, you did it completely on your own. And that's the kind of – it wasn't like some great sacrifice. It was just a recognition of a way you could help. Right. And, and again, it's not like you're saying ram this through or else. You're no. saying You're saying, you know, we, you recognize there's some there's cautionary elements because of what happened with the rams. But what Carolyn Kendall Betts and the Taylor family and what Jim Cavanaugh and what everybody is doing is right. trying to improve the region. And, and as you said, I thought the best line of the whole thing was, if you're not going to say yes to these people, who will you say, say yes, yes to? to. Yeah. Right. Um, it was interesting, too. when I, And I've had people tweet at me, and, and they're upset if prior to the Board of Aldermen vote, which went, if f- folks don't know, it went 26-2 in favor of at least moving it forward. And people don't understand, maybe, and some do, that this doesn't make it a slam dunk. It's just that means let's move forward, let's keep the conversation going, and it's a massive step in the right direction. Um, the point, though, I, I did have people tweeting at me, and they were upset with certain people that had come out and, you know, had questions. And I said, that's okay. Like, let the Board of Aldermen ask the questions. That is their job. You may not like their stance or may not like their line of questioning. That's okay. I, I was fine with that, and I'm still fine with it. They have to answer to those that are in their wards and those in the city that they maybe uh, those people elected right. them. And it and depends, so, and certain wards are going to be for it, and certain wards. I mean, we're both 16th okay. ward. We're 16th right. ward, and I would imagine our ward voted big time for the project, what, whatever that was, 20 months ago. And I would right. imagine our – but different wards have different interests, and those aldermen have to represent their constituents. I get that. I totally get it. Yeah. And and the thing that really – first of all, it, and people have asked me, what was it like? I will tell you this on a personal level, um, and I mentioned this to you yesterday. I don't get nervous. Like, you and I – I said this to Mike Claiborne, too, the other day. I said, Mike – you and I could sit down and they put two microphones in front of us and say, guys, you got uh, five hours to fill with no commercials and have at it. Yeah. And I'd say, okay, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, and we'll no big fine. deal. Yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'll, I know what you're we'll, we'll make it work. It's great. And I'll be honest, Tim, <clears throat> I didn't sleep the night before. Really? I did not sleep the night before. Um, I had sweaty palms uh, going into there uh, and it was hot in there. And it was about it was going, I think, on like maybe hour three and a half or four. And it was really hot in there. And my mouth was so dry and I had no water on me. And um, and I was nervous and I felt like this is it. This is something that is more important to me than and I take and I'm serious about this. I take doing a Cardinal game very seriously because it is the release for a fan when they come home and they do a real job. I'm like, I'm like, man, these are the three hours that I don't care how bad of a mood I'm in. I don't care what's going on in my day. This is something important for people. It's a fa- it, We're a part of the fabric of this community. Some guy's out there laying tar. He wants yep. to come home, grab a six-pack, and get away from the reality of their life. And I mean that. I take that responsibility seriously, and I'm not BSing you. 
But I took this like, man, I cannot screw this thing up. I mean, this is important. And I mean, I need to deliver this right with the right tone, the message. And, and I think I did that, you know. And somebody said to me, you know, would you do it again? And I'll tell you, my phone was blowing up. Like the minute I sat down and I gave this guy, I said, will you please hold my phone? I got a new phone for this, by the way. Oh, very stuff. nice. Um, and I still don't know how to use it to the point that <laughs> my phone will occasionally go off like it started like this. And uh, I said, will you hold this thing because it goes off. I don't know why it does, but it just goes <laughs> off on Siri. And um, I said, hold this thing. So I sat down and it, my I grabbed it and my phone. I mean, there are people that were, you know, so passionate about this project that they stopped what they were doing and watched the whole BOA. Like they were, there was a guy that contacted me in Arizona. There was a guy in uh, really? St. Louis natives that were yeah. some soccer fans, some not. And they, am I going on too much about this? No. Or, okay. And they were like, you know, hey, this is really important. Great job. You know. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then it was just like, zhu, zhu, zhu. I mean, it just, it did not stop, yeah. you know. And so I realized this was important. And then at that point, I, for two nights, I had, at, at night, I had to turn it off. I was like, I got to get away from this thing. And not because I was like, this isn't good. I was just like, I, I just got to turn it off and get away from it. But I'm, I'm very appreciative of people saying, you know, thank you for what you did. But I'm, I would hope if you support this and you want to see progress for the city, as Taylor said in a, a podcast I did yesterday, if you truly support it, if you truly want to get behind it, and whether you like soccer or not, like I said, I'm not the biggest soccer fan, but I want to see progress in the city. When Don Garber comes to town, and it, I think at some point he will, come to that pep rally. Mm -hmm. He said something really interesting yesterday is that um, – he said that uh, that, that Don, what Don Garber said to Taylor, and I'm paraphrasing, was, man, it's still in the back of my mind, that rally that they had in St. Louis and our board of governors of how passionate St. Louis was about having this. He's like, man, we still remember that. We still talk about that. And that is like, that meant something to us. So if you want to see that, that's your way of contributing. Come out and support it and show people because now that's what everybody says to me. What can I do? What can I do? Yeah. What can I do? Go buy a scarf. Go go, go, go support what these people are trying to do. And uh, if you're a business owner or have that kind of leverage, that kind of money, buy the tickets, buy the suites, buy the signage, and get behind the project and let people know that you care. And that's what you can do. That, uh, that's the way that so many people have, have contacted you, I know, to say, oh what God. can I do? Oh my. So that Tim, is, you that's have no the idea. I, we were having lunch yesterday with yes. one of our uh, uh, potential clients. He said, that's great. He goes, what can I do? Get him fired up. And mm -hmm. you have people fired up. And, that, and so people are looking for ways they can help. So I'm, uh, I'm on my soapbox, there so it that's is. what you do. Uh, that's the way to now help let's talk cause. about Goldschmidt. Well, Sorry, well, fans. No, I think that's great. I mean, I hear the backstory. Like when I was listening to yesterday, I'm like, okay, I knew this, but I didn't know that. That's some. That's Oh, I could go on and on about it. Yeah. That's, I, and that's the actual condensed version. Of people are like, oh, my God. They're probably like like thinking back to airplane and taking kerosene right now and going, you know, like wanting to light themselves on fire. I get it. Sorry. Oh, people uh, enjoyed it, and people are welcome to partake. We have it, of course, both on Periscope, on Twitter. i got to figure out how to get this thing going. And, uh, Sorry, Tim. Oh, what, what, the phone going off? No, the, the phone works. I just I got to figure out how to do, like, the comments thing so I can do I can be a part of this party. Yeah, well, that's uh, the Triad Bank chat line, both on Periscope uh, for people watching. Looks like 113 people are currently on Periscope. 
And then on Facebook Live, we have 80 people, and you're welcome to post your questions or comments. We had a bunch uh, already left. So with that all said, it's the Triad Bank uh, viewer slash listener chat line, Triad Bank, uh, the sponsor of the uh, viewer chat line. I think I'm getting this. You're getting it. I, I you're think getting I, it. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm close. <laughs> Sorry, Bank. We thank them for their sponsorship of the uh, program here. And, uh, and Dan and I both know the good people at Triad Bank. Uh, hey, thank the thing about How am I doing? They offer a full <laughs> range of banking services to the commercial I clients. See the they, they, there's, there's all kinds of client uh, comments in here. Let me open it up here. Oh, the Plowhawk just joined too, so that's a huge win for I, us. I, right just, I did a friend request to him, and he, I think he joined me the other day. Oh, the Plowhawk did. Yeah, it's a nice one. Uh, turn that they down. take a relationship-based consultative approach to banking. Their clients love their various events throughout the year where they nice. can meet and network with other local business owners. Dan and I met with Jim Regna, and we can confirm the office really is in the bank lobby, and he is always accessible to clients as CEO. For Dan and I, our company, our banking is done at Triad Bank. We wouldn't do it anywhere else. It's Triad Bank. We know them. We like them. We respect them. We recommend them to you. They are the sponsor of our viewer chat line here on the Dan McLaughlin and Tim McKernan presentation of the Hot Stove Show. And our title sponsor, of course, is Mattress Direct. So, Dan, as you made reference to, there is a buzz today in St. Louis yeah. regarding Paul Goldschmidt. I'm going to give you credit. You've been on this since day one. <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> I threw you aside. I said, no. He's a clown boy. Come on, He's Tim. a clown boy is what you said privately. And, and this is going to happen, maybe. Boy, maybe. Said, I know. That was important. I was say, this is going to happen. And I was like, really? Maybe. Uh, this is uh, from John Morosi. Uh, he said this this morning around 930. The Cardinals and Diamondbacks have discussed a trade yep. that would send Paul Goldschmidt to St. Louis. Source confirms Derek Gould report. Derek Gould has been on this as well. Uh, the fact that they have discussed, it is kind of funny. We saw this tweet while we were doing TMA this morning, and we're kind of like, yeah, I mean, that's nothing that new. Derek's been on this for yeah, a long time. Yeah, this has been talked yeah. about. But this is the part of the year, as I'm sure Starts you're observing, heat up. Where, where people just start tweeting stuff out because they got, feel I love like they it, need though. to tweet. It's fun. John Heyman's like, as Ken Rosenthal just reported, and it's kind of what goes on on Twitter. But You know that's how Scoop started. Because you were mocking the, yeah, the I scoops. <laughs> I know. I That's always like that. And so what's the site called? Scoops with Danny Mac. Yes. Like you have no idea that it's kind of like The Daily Show. He's kind of mocking. I did. It was a backdoor mock. <laughs> exactly. But whatever. I caught it. I enjoy it. And Thank I love you. the fact that's the name of your business now. <laughs> that's even better. Uh, it's super passive aggressive, and I love it, and I really do enjoy it. But regarding Goldschmidt, it seems like that now it's like it could actually be happening really yeah. soon. What is your read? Well, my understanding from people I talked to, and, and I was with, and this is not, I want to make this clear, not from John Mosellock, even though I was with him last night. We did not talk a lot about uh, baseball. I was at the, the Jack Buck Awards last night down at the MAC, and he gave a great speech in introing um, uh, Miles Michaelis, who won the, the Sportsman of the Year or the, the Jack Buck Award. And I, I can't remember what the actual title is. There's various titles, but he was the main recipient, right. if you will. Um but my understanding is from other people that I talked to is that the Cardinals have, have asked to be with the Diamondbacks, hey, if we're going to do this, let's let's start getting more aggressive so that when we get feet on the ground in Vegas that we have the balls rolling so mm -hmm. that because we got other things that we want to get going with. Because a lot of times, and we talked about this the other day, you know, a lot of times you spend so many hours and manpower and, and 
it's interesting. You know, you get in one room and that guy's there, yeah. and this this lieutenant's there, that lieutenant's there, and they're all working together on different things, and and things get going, and and things can happen with other teams that take you out of what you're really focused on. So, um, I can't look at you right now because you have rabies hair on your. <laughs> I do. Well, I don't know if it's I'm on like, your chin or if, no, or if it's on it's that. Un- but I sat down and I saw it, and I, I know just want to say be, that I know it but, can't be mine, and I don't want to remove it. So just it's give just me like one of these. Give it's me one blowing these. in the wind yeah. right here. It's I like think a you're good. Whisk. I think you're good. But um, if, we, if we had an intern, I'd have I'd have the intern remove it. But I, I think you're good. But I, th- I think. <laughs> but here's the deal. I think. Um, I think the ball's in in the it, going in the right direction with that. And here I'm going to advance the story this way too. I, I think it would be fascinating when we're doing our show with massive sponsors next year. Which, of course, you can contact him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, contact um, us for that. The, that that at that point, you know, you could be talking about Goldschmidt and. You know, these guys that are all up, a Miles Michaelis, a Matt, a Matt Carpenter, Ozuna. All, you know, Ozuna, all these guys up. So I think part of it is that let, let's get the ball rolling. Let's get the conversation started. And, you know, let's get this chip down and start moving forward. And I, I think that's what the Cardinals are trying to do right now. How comfortable, because this is the thing that people automatically say, because people are excited about Goldschmidt, but then they go, okay, then I guess that means Matt Carpenter's over at third base. I, I'm fine yeah, with that. I, I'm okay with that. And I, I think a lot of people. Is that your assumption? By I mean, is that, is that it, would is, be is my simple, as simple as ABC? Well, that's... here's why I would say that. And I know a lot of people are like, man, he looks funky over there with the way he throws. It's uncomfortable, blah, 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 blah. The metrics will show you if you want to go that yeah, way. Sure. That he's actually fine defensively in that regard. And then you can put Jed Jerko on your bench. And if you got a lefty that you don't want to have face Colt Wong, Colt, uh, you can put – uh, Jed Jerko at second base, and, and you know, you can mix and match. Now, the other thing I would say with this, too, is some would say, well, then what do you do with Carpenter? You know, I don't want to put him at third and, you know, trade him. Well, then you become a really, really right-handed heavy lineup, and then you've got to go get Moustakis, in my opinion. I mean, I think that you would have to do that. But they, I don't think you would trade Matt Carpenter. I think you'd you'd ride that out at third base, and then your your next order of business is that you've got to get a lefty in that bullpen. But the first domino that's got to fall is Paul Goldschmidt, in and, my opinion. And, and if if the Cardinals s- trade for Paul Goldschmidt, is that there's no Bryce Harper, there's no Manny Machado. I'm I'm still saying the Cardinals are in the weeds on Harper. So that's why I think I think Goldschmidt and Harper's in play. I really do. I, I do too. And um, how about that? All right. I, I'm I'm not saying uh, I don't think they are for Machado. I I would say and this is just my personal opinion. That I'm not speaking on behalf of the Cardinals. You know, a lot of people have said to me, you know, do the Cardinals realize that the fans are upset and they, you know, they need to go out and get that and the other? And I'm here to tell you. Um, which camera should I look in? Wait, wait, camera which camera? Next to Pete? Right in the middle, oh, or do they want to look? Uh, camera yes. one. Camera one. <laughs> yes, they feel it. They know. Okay. Yes, they realize it. They, they feel the heat. They, they've got it. Um, so, uh, I'm not saying they're going to get Harper. I'm just saying that they feel the pressure to go out and get a middle of the order impact bat. Now, many people would say you got Paul Goldschmidt. Okay, you tended to that. I said this to you two weeks ago, okay? I would love, and I mean I would pay anything to be a fly on the wall with two people in the room, one Scott Boris and one Bill DeWitt Jr. Yep. 
Not John Mozeliak, not Michael Gersh, not Bryce Harper, not Nelly, not Magic Johnson. <laughs> I don't want any of them. I want those two I guys. I wouldn't mind if Nelly were in there. Just, well, that's fine. Yeah. He'd be in there and, you know, just hang out. That's cool. You're right. I, might, actually, yeah. I would like Nelly in, Nelly there. in there. It's cool. But those two guys, to see brass tacks, what's it going to take? And how intrigued would the Cardinals owner be to say, you know what? Yes, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And would he be willing to pull the trigger on that? Because I think sometimes those deals are made when others are out of the room. Yeah. And I'm talking about in every sport. Yeah. Where an owner gets intrigued and gets on the hook and says, yeah, I'm willing to do it. Let's do it. So the Cardinals, we were doing the math on this. Goldschmidt's due 15. <clears throat> is that what we were talking about? 15. Okay. And, uh, and the assumption is Harper is going to be in the ballpark of an AAV of 30. I think that's probably right, give or take. <clears throat> so you're talking about adding on if this if if this fantasy. But I actually do think it's. I but, think but it's. But you, you got to remember 45 though. Million. But you, you got to remember a lot of guys are coming off the books. It, I mean, oh, I you know. Start going into 21 and 22. I mean, the the salary structure of the Cardinals is wiped off. Oh my off. God! Yeah, because what we were just talking about. Look right. how many guys are up <clears throat> after next year. But if right. but my my premise is, if they're at about 130 135 commitment for 2019 as it is right now, yeah, and they have. There's been talk of being around 175 when it's all said and done. It is within the scope to add those two guys. Yeah. Now, you still have intended to the left-handed relief situation. Uh, yeah. Those usually aren't guys that are going to be some exorbitant amount, relatively however, speaking. However, let, let me interrupt you. I interrupt all the time. No, it's, uh, that's a conversation. No, there's that. no need. It's a conversation. Conversations, like people. That, it's okay. I don't like doing that. <laughs> so I apologize. I like that. that was I very get passionate. Calm. Yeah, I'm but right sorry. now I, you're. I, it's like. <laughs> I got to. <laughs> I gotta calm myself. I like this. So, uh, Britain or Miller? I'm gonna tell you why. I'm a Britain guy. Where are you? I think I'm Britain. Okay, I'm with you. Um, Miller to me, I'd be after the year he had and some of the injury issues and wasn't as sharp. A lot of mileage. Britain's like a hybrid closer. That's what I like. And you, you're going down the road. And I think Miller could do the same thing. If, if you're going into next year with Jordan Hicks, and I, I think as we speak, the Cardinals are saying Jordan Hicks is our guy next year. We haven't even talked about on any of our shows Bud Norris. I think that's, that's that over. ship has sailed. I, I think so. Yeah. Could be wrong. I mean, you never know. I don't like to talk in absolutes. <laughs> um, so I think that, that's gone. But I would like to see at least a fallback if you're – you know, the kid is young, you know, and, and that's a lot put on a guy. I was, I was talking to a guy that was a former major league closer that was really good, and, you know, he said, hey, it's, it's a lot – First of all, it's a very tough job, and you're going to have your ups and downs. And he said, I think you can handle it. But at a young age, that's really doubly tough. It's, yeah. it's hard just to be a big leaguer. Then you, you, you couple that with being a closer, and you're going to get oh, yeah. the ups and downs. It's going to be good. It's going to be bad. Um, it's, sometimes it's good that you have that mental break or you need a, a rest. Or sometimes you got the tough lefty, and it's a closing situation. You say, that's the guy I want out there anyway. Mm -hmm. Um I kind of like that. So, I, I, to me, I would like to see that fallback be a lefty just so I had the option to kind of mix and match too. And I would imagine that's the direction the Cardinals go. That's, and that's the way I would go too. I am uh, I'm super fired up. I really do think over the next 10 days, it's I gonna guess. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. 
And awesome. we're going to be doing something that, uh, I mean, nobody else in the market, first off, nobody else in the market is doing this as it is. But secondly, uh, we're going to ratchet this up here over the course of uh, the winter meetings, which everybody arrives in Las Vegas, I guess on Sunday. Sunday night, Mandalay yeah. Bay, and then it goes through Thursday. And so Dan and I will be just ready to go. Anytime there is breaking news or rumblings of big news, we will be ready to go. Uh, here both on our Facebook broadcast and on Twitter, the simulcast, all presented by Mattress Direct. So this isn't just a one-episode deal next week. We will be, who knows, we might do 10 episodes. I have no idea. Uh, it's all presented by Mattress Direct, our title sponsor here on the Hot Stove Show. Very grateful for their support of the program because without them, we wouldn't have a program. And I think you'll be very happy that we have it next week with the winter meetings going on. Uh, they are certified sleep specialists at Mattress Direct. They don't work on a commission they make it easy to find the right mattress in three steps. It's brand name mattresses direct from the factory. America's best value guaranteed. Get the mattress that fits one size, fits all beds at department stores or online. Might work for a guest bedroom or for the kids, but you'll pay less and you'll sleep better when you <clears throat> shop at Mattress Direct. Shop local. You will sleep better. Don't pay retail. Get brand name mattresses direct from the factory at Mattress Direct. Pat McKern. And his staff do an incredible job. He has built one incredible business, and he is our title sponsor here on the Hot Stove Show. So we said send your questions in via hashtag HotStoveSTL, and we will call those up or just post them in the chat, uh, Triad Bank chat line. And let's see what we got. I see Dan is interacting regarding my plaid sport coat, and I think that's a good observation. <laughs> you know, why talk Goldschmidt and Harper when my sport coat is plaid? I just, I'm trying to interact. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it. it's an interaction thing. I, 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 you know what? I, I like it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I see Tim Bishop says, I don't leave my crib either, B, and I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, do you think the Cardinals were in on Segura at all? Would have been a good That'd fit. That would have been intriguing. But considering what they have. I always liked him. Then that would be Segura at short, and then you move De Young to, to, to third. third. That's the that's the play there. Do you think that that was – I mean, the Mariners are going – the Mariners of 2018 or the Marlins of 2017? It's crazy. Yeah, how about that? Everybody and that was an 89, 88-win team? And they are the longest in baseball that has not participated in postseason yeah. play. So I think, which is really what going back to '01 when they won right. '115, and so the trickle down effect would have been with that is that the young is going to play every day, so he goes to third, which then eliminates the fact that you go get Goldschmidt, right? Because you got to have Carpenter play first base. You're not going to trade him, um, and where are you going to put Goldschmidt if right. you go out and get him? You're not. Right. So that's why you don't go out and get Gene Segura. Um, and that it's interesting because DeYoung's position primarily coming up through the minor leagues was third base. I really like him at short, and I love the deal if he's going to be a, a shortstop through the years of that contract. Man, it's a unbelievable deal for the Cardinals. I mean, if he puts up 20, 25 home runs and plays defense the way that he has, it's a great deal for yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, and so that that deal, to me, makes all the sense in the world, and you keep him at shortstop. It's uh, it's something that, uh, that a lot of people have been wondering about. Will he eventually wind up at third base? Uh, and then you talk about what you have down at the minor league level. Is that something that the organization is is hedging on with with Nolan Gorman and, and where things are? I would think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's about a two year window. Yeah. And you, by the middle of this season, end of this season, they've got a couple of corner spots that they love. And we talked about this earlier. The the, the strength of the organization, although John Mozeliak told me middle of the summer in his twenty plus years with the team, 
And to me, this is saying a lot because the organization has been so strong in the minor leagues um, that this is the strongest it's ever been. Wow. That's, that's a that, powerful statement, especially when some. so many people harken back to that 2009 draft class, right. which laid the foundation for the second run. That's right. Um, and you had the, the class of the Martinez and Segrist and Rosenthal. And then you, prior to that, you had, you know, well, that included Manus too, but Adams and that crew that came through. Um, but this is more position players coming through and mm. not the pitching. Yeah. So they've got a little bit more of the pitching coming through, then a little lull. And then coming through after that will be uh, more of the position players coming through. And I, I should mention from the last time that we were together, I, I was really pleased to see um, a good friend of mine and a guy that I stayed very close with uh, when after he was done playing, uh, very close with, was Randy Flores. That was retained by the organization, uh, not only as the director of the draft, but also now as an assistant general manager. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, news. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he was, I was very happy. He's just like a good guy he was a great guy oh, when he's, he's playing a, he's a great dude yeah and um as i always love to mention poker player i'm happy about that he won game seven of the 2006 nlcs i always throw that out there <laughs> and uh he had called me he was um it was, he's a fascinating story because he got done playing and he played almost 10 years in the big leagues which people the the, the benchmark for a player is that if you can get 10 years in the big leagues it's a full pension yeah which is a hell of a pension it's going to pay you a lot okay and so, and it's also just a milestone, you know, 10 years of major league service. That's, it's really good. Yeah. It means you, you did something. I mean, that's, well, one day is doing something too, but 10 years in the big leagues is really cool. So, um, he got done. He went back to USC where he was, uh, the all time winningest pitcher as well at USC with all the great players that they've had there, but he got a master's degree. He started up, uh, his own company. And was coaching. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was like some video thing, right? It was a video thing, basically, to help kids and and through scouting and and expose them to coaches and various, uh, basically, to expose you know kids that had talent to get them scholarships and video for training and all that kind of stuff. And Mo took a chance on him, and it's a a chance that's paid off. And Randy has had really good drafts. And one of the things that he uh, expressed to me was that you know. I still have a hunger in my belly to continue to draft. I love drafting kids. I love, even though I don't want to be away from my family, I love, though, being on the road and seeing kids and taking chances and building something. So it's, uh, you know, Cardinals took care of them and made sure that they kept them. Uh, Other teams wanted them, and they took care of him financially and also with a title and and he's moving up so it's it's great to see him back yeah i know some people go okay that's that you know that's exciting but you know how does this impact like what's going on right now and i can answer the question the answer to the question is this without those drafts you don't have 11 pitchers who are major league ready 5 right. months from now that allow you to go out and get paul goldschmidt i would imagine right. at least one or two of those guys would be heading to arizona in exchange for goldschmidt two questions for you dan i'm yeah. really curious about this because there is a feeling Right that now, coming. that this thing is coming. Right. Who's going? What do you think is going right. to happen as far as who's going? And do you think the organization is going to be apt to try and get an extension before yes the yes. yes? Yes and yes? Well, here's – I would think that most teams would be asking – well, first of all, if – I think any team would be asking about Jack Flaherty and the Cardinals say absolutely not. So let's let's say that. So, so just curious, if, they, if Jack Flaherty is included in the deal – I'm not. I'm not happy about that. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Way and you don't think happen. he would happen any? All right. No. I, I would think that Dakota Hudson would be. Then they say, "How about Dakota Hudson?" Um, that would be 
someone that uh, would come to mind. I would imagine that Arizona then looks for an outfielder because there could be a need there. Maybe a Tyler O'Neill would come to mind. Mm. Um, and then some type of organizational depth that they would want. And it could be a, a 40-man roster type of minor leaguer. Um, but you, you lose as a it, from any team as you get closer to a player in free agency, you lose more leverage because – Control is sure. what ta- everybody so talks valuable. about. Yeah. So Goldschmidt's got one year instead of two years. That's why with the Ozuna deal, that was a tough one because you had to give up Alcantara, who you know by all intents and purposes has a chance to be a, just a stud. Mm-hmm. You know that's a guy that you got a lot of control with. And and what teams talk about now, and I'll get back to the Goldschmidt and long term, but what teams talk about now is money is some sometimes not really the issue. It's control of the player because a lot of teams are flush in cash. So they say, you know, we're willing to bite the bullet on the salary, not the Bryce Harpers of the world, but the 14 or $15 million a year of a great player. Yeah. We're we're willing to pay that, but can we get another year out of it? Mm -hmm. Is there two years out of it? Is there, you know, four or five years? I'm, I'm okay with that. I want the control of the player or if he's not hitting free agency, I want the control prior to that. So that's usually the negotiating big part of, of a sticking point in negotiations um, in terms of Goldschmidt. This has been interesting. I, I talked to some people, you know, when the Cardinals and, and bear with me here, when, when the Cardinals back in, in the early two thousands, when they went out and got, and really back in the late nineties with McGuire Edmonds was in 2000. And we've talked about this and Scott Rowland and some of the others, the business model was where money was, a big portion of the the equation when they went out and got those guys the the model was let's get them here expose them to the franchise the city baseball culture and we'll be willing to spend the money to keep the player here while other teams don't want that player when they hit free agency and paying Scott Rowland 90 million right. and Jimmy Edmonds 60 to extend them we'll do that and We'll be willing to give up the prospects to do it. We'll, we'll, we don't care about unloading our system. To Bill DeWitt's credit, and really a stroke of genius on his part, he saw that we need to change the business model, and that came from him. Now, it came from others, too, in the, in the Cardinal system, but this is an owner that's hands-on, man. I mean, oh, yeah. this is a guy that wakes up in the morning, Tim, and literally is reading the the A ball and rookie ball and uh, you know the, the the lowest levels every day box scores reports w- what did that scout see every day in the morning Bill DeWitt is doing that so getting back to what ha- is happening with Goldschmidt so bear with me here so he changed the model and he said boys we got to change this thing we we got to start really focusing on our farm system and our draft what's going to change it for us how are we going to be better and that's when they went and started looking and changing the model of how they looked at a Matt Adams from mm-hmm. I mean how do you find a guy in slippery rock Matt Adams yeah. who by that account by all counts at that point in time in his career was not a guy that was in shape but had bat speed and by their formula played in cold weather against poor talent, against guys throwing 80 miles an hour and said, well, yeah, we'll take a chance on that guy. We think he's going to be a big leaguer. How do you find that guy? Yeah. But in their formula, they did. Okay, that pretty good, right? I mean, and the, Trevor Rosenthal. I mean, they found these guys. 
So baseball caught up, and now they're trying different things. Now, how does that pertain to Paul Goldschmidt? This may go back to the model of, from what I'm hearing, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but from what I'm hearing, from those that know this guy well, they feel that if if he comes to St. Louis, and hey, don't hold me to it, it's not set in stone, but those that know him well are saying, look, if he comes to St. Louis, and that's an if, we don't know if it's going to happen, but if it happens and he gets to St. Louis in a baseball city uh, and sees opening day in the Clydesdales and they roll out Bob Gibson and Ozzy. Oh, no, by the way, there's Tony LaRusso, who he has a relationship with yeah. from his time in Arizona. And uh, the Clydesdales come rolling out. And there's a sea of red of 45,000 people. And, oh, by the way, it's uh, May 15th and, um, you know, one of the lesser the, – the, I'm not going to say it, but a lesser team comes in. It's a Tuesday night. Oh, there's 38,000 people here, and they're going nuts, and it's uh, 48 degrees out, and it's like, holy smokes, what what is this place? Like, this is what I heard, but this is really happening. And they say, Paul, would you like to think about staying here? He's the kind of guy that won't say, I'm not waiting till after the season to talk to my agent. He's the kind of guy that will say, I'm open to talking. What do you got? Mm. I'm willing to say, yes, I'm open to this. This intrigues me. I kind of like this. This seems to be a place that maybe seems like home. Not saying that's going to happen, but at least that that there are some that believe that, that that's that, the case with him. That's this interesting. Could be the model. Are are they? Do you think it's? I know you essentially just gave the background on it. That it's something that is. I don't want to say imperative but it's kind of contingent for the deal to get done? Uh, no, because okay. I think there's – and I'll tell you why. I, I think there's a sense of urgency this year to win. Right. And it goes back to what you were asking, and I think a lot of fans, do they feel – meaning do the Cardinals feel that there's a sense of urgency? Do they understand what we as fans are feeling? Like we've got to go get an impact bat or that signature player, or do they know that we want to win right now? The answer is yes. And to couple that with, as we talked about earlier – the pending free agents, they feel that too. And that window, it's closing. You know, I mean, two more years of Yachty, Ozuna, Michaelis, Carpenter, free agents. Yeah, they they feel that. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, you go out and get Goldschmidt, man, that's a – put him in the middle of the lineup with a Ozuna. I know. I mean, start thinking about that. And the length and the, the way you can lengthen that lineup, that's exciting. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, the, the narrative changes of, ooh, I like this team yeah. a little bit. Yeah, the, the the idea of an extension for Goldschmidt, I I kind of like to me that's 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 neither here nor there on this deal. I don't feel like that. This is me, <laughs> but I don't feel like that's a huge part of the deal for me because again, one of the things that they keep talking about with regard to Harper are the outs, the out years of when he's 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. Well, that's exactly what Paul Goldschmidt would be right. if you're signing him to a five, four or five year deal. So why is that okay? Whereas it wouldn't be okay for Harper. So I pump the brakes on that. See if he likes being here. See if he's productive, and then have the conversation well, with him. That's that's where I am. So I'd be like, ah, I'd be disappointed if they signed him to a long term deal. You know, as as part of the acquisition. Hey, it takes two to tango too. Yeah. What if what if he got here and he, I don't know, began to decline, didn't yeah. care for it. I yeah. mean, that 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 could happen too. Sometimes sure. you make mistakes. I'm not saying that would happen, but hey, you never know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I'd be excited. Um, I remember doing games a couple years ago in Arizona. And I thought he was the best player in the league. Really? You know, oh, I'm watching him. I'm like, they can't get this guy out. And he's hitting the ball. I mean, he's hitting rockets everywhere, and everything was loud. 
I mean, rockets, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Ground balls, line drives, fly ball, home runs. He's he's stealing bases. I mean, I was like, this guy's the best player in the league, and no one's talking yeah. about it. Yeah, he does and seem to fly under the radar for the, totally. what the talent is. You know, because he, he plays in a market that is playing it, you know, for us – Eight nine o'clock at night, you know, you're not really paying attention to the Diamondbacks. It's the Dodgers or it's the Giants, and you know that frankly they hadn't been great, so you're really not paying attention to him. He's awesome. I mean, he is an awesome player. Now he may be coming out of the the prime of his career, but he's still a threat. And you never know. Maybe he is still in the prime of his career. But bottom line, he is a hell of a player. So get him in this environment. And sometimes guys need to change the scenery and get them here where, like we said, there's 40,000 people yeah. a night. They're energized. That's a game changer right yeah. there. Bunch of questions coming in. Hot Stove STL is how you can write them in to us. Hashtag Hot Stove STL. We are in the Design Air Heating and Cooling Studios. They are online at designairservice.com. Seth Goldcamp and his family. We're talking generations. We're talking 100-plus years at this point. They've been doing it, uh, and they, man, I'm telling you, so many people have gotten on board with them at designairservice.com. They are the number one train dealer in the Midwest, Seth Goldcamp and his family, making sure that people's furnaces are ready for St. Louis winters, and when it starts to warm up, making sure your air conditioning is ready as well. They're online at designairservice.com, Design Air Heating and Cooling. He's coming out to my house on Friday. Is he really? Yep. He's been here. He set my whole place up and does yeah. a great job. I mean, Coming really out does. personally Friday. How about that? Yep. How about that? Seth uh, Goldcamp and his family, Design Air Heating and Cooling Online at designairservice.com. Uh, let's see. Do we have any tweets that you wanted to post, Joe? Uh, I know that we were getting the, the Morosi one up there. Um, this question, I want to always tr- want to try and get some on Twitter as well and not just only uh, Facebook. And this question coming in. Uh, heard Cardinals are trying to extend Goldschmidt's contract before trade goes through. What are your thoughts? We just spent time on that. That just harkens me back to this. When people say they're hearing things, I don't know where you hear these things. I mean, I recognize where you can go to hear things, so to speak. But, I mean, you know this. Yeah. And few people would know better in media than you that John Mazalock is not one to say, hey, here's what we have going no. on. So when people start, you know, yes, he- hearing things, it would have to come from, I would imagine, usually agents, and then the agents have their favorite media members, and then that's how the leaks begin once it's, things are it's, real. Well, from what I've seen, it has changed dramatically from the media perspective. Um, in the last, I would say, well, social media has completely changed it, especially with Twitter. So you're always going to get, you know, people flying out with rumors and you never know what's true or what's not. Now, there's trusted guys out there. I think, you know, Joe Strauss to me was remarkable at covering a team. I thought he was unbelievable. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. He was unbelievable. And I'm not just saying that because we loved him and, and he's gone, but he was unbelievable. I mean, I I was in the inner workings of some of the things that were going I was like, was he in the meeting with us? I was like, what? <laughs> How did he know? But that? Yeah, but he knew stuff. Yep. I think Derek does an unbelievable job. Yep. Rick Hummel was great. Um, I'm I'm very fond of reading Ken Rosenthal and and Nightingale and and some of those guys. But you hit on a major point: is that <clears throat> there are certain agents that will float out to guys that will take care of them. Yeah. 
You can piece the family tree together if a you want to. A lot of time, to. you just kind of look through the tea leaves and, yeah, you know, okay, there well, it is. Okay, yeah. that, all right. <laughs> you, you know, know it is. hey, by the way, here's what's going on with player X, and uh, why didn't you take care of player B? You know, <laughs> I got this guy here. Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard to figure out. Um, but back to Mo, I mean, as you know, I do Mondays with Mo on <laughs> scoopswithdannymack.com. He signed up for another year. He buddy. did. Yes. Very nice. It was always must listen to on, on Mondays on scoopswithdannymack.com. <laughs> Thanks, Tim, for letting me promo. Absolutely. So um, anyway, so he one day I said to Mo, and I have a, I'd like to think a great relationship with Mo. I've known him for over 20 years. Um personal level a lot of dinners and charities together all kinds of things and it wasn't even a big deal when I said Mo um you know can I ask you about this and he goes you can ask whatever you want <laughs> and I said okay well I'll ask about this you know and this was like end of the season I said well you know player X I can't remember what it was you know is he um is he going to be available tonight you know and he's like well we're working on things and uh, hopefully he'll be there Oh, I'm thinking that's great news. Yeah. I'm like tweeting out, you know, player X would expect him in the lineup tonight within a half hour. You know, I've sent it out. I'm thinking, great. You know, I got a nice scoop here. Yeah. You know, player X will be back in there tonight within 15 minutes. Player X on the DL. And uh, <laughs> so the point being, he does not tip his hand. Yeah. He's just not going to float a lot of things out there. Yeah, it's just not and, the way that it operates. And he's not one to do that. Yeah. He's of all the guys that I have dealt with, he's not one to – he just doesn't do it. Yeah. And I think the other thing with Mo is that he's been in this game for 30 years, whether it be under Walt Jockety or going back to his Colorado days. And I, I think the game, within the game, you know, he's just – he's like, man, I'm just sick of the rat race of that stuff. Yeah. You know, here it is. I, I deal with these guys, and when there's time to make an announcement, I make the announcement, and if I don't have anything to say, I don't need to – floated out there to play the game yeah and that's what you get yeah and I think and I personally like that you know and I, and I made reference to it before on the trade deadline I was kind of like man why are they why they trade fam but not do this and this and this and I said hey if you got a few minutes you know it was right after they lost yeah. to Colorado I said if you could give me a call just so I have an understanding because obviously we're going to spend a lot of time on it tomorrow right. on the show and he calls me like at 1045 at night, and we have a conversation about it. Oh, he's great. And I think that's healthy. Now, if I said, hey, I'm hearing that the Goldschmidt deal is almost ha happening and texted him right now, what would the response be? Crickets. Yeah. And I get it. I yeah. get it. But if you're talking about after the fact and the analytics that came into a decision or a lack of a decision to make a move – then that's that's something that I think he's oh, happy to give. Yeah, and I he, think that's healthy. Kind of brings us back to the Larusa days, and I think what you have right now with Schilt, with being happy to explain the thought process, yes. even if it didn't work out. Oh yeah, he's come to the. I love. I mean, I've known Mike forever, so I'm biased. I mean, I'm a big Mike Schilt fan, but he's come back to the plane, and he'll tap me on the shoulder, and we're sitting there, and he'll say. Boy, I really bleeped that up, didn't I? And I said, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you could have done this, that, and the other. And he's like, yeah, I thought about doing that, but this happened and didn't work out, but this is what I thought. He also, I'll tell you a great Mike Schilt story. He called me at 1230 at night one time in my hotel room, and I'm watching Deadliest Catch. Nice. That's pretty much the excitement <laughs> of my evenings now with four children. At, you know, when I, I used to have fun, I don't really have fun. It's Deadliest Catch. And, <laughs> trying to get caught up on all my seasons. And he, he called me up and he said, hey, did you understand? He, well, first he texted me. He said, are you, are you up? 
And I thought, oh, my God, I must have said something wrong on the air. And I, yeah, he's like, can I call you? Sure. And uh, he said, did you understand this play? And it was kind of a confusing thing with the umpires and a like a a challenge and it wasn't challenge. It was one of those weird deals, yeah. right? I was challenging this. This went this way. So then they, they could challenge that play. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Probably not explaining it well, but long story short. And he said, this is what I was trying to do. And he said, I tried to explain it to the media afterwards. I'm not sure they got it, but how did you explain it on the air? I said, this is what I said. He goes, you got it right. And I said, great. He said, I just want to make sure that you knew it so that when you go on the air tomorrow, and if it comes up again, you know what you're doing. I mean, that's the kind I of— I think that's so healthy because oh. I think it shows a position of confidence, Total. number that's one. exactly. Number one, which is healthy in general for how right. he relates to people, not just his team, but especially his team, right. but broadcasters, the fan base. And then also that he wants the fan base, because you're the conduit to the fan base, exactly. to understand what the thought process exactly. is. And I think that's just very healthy. Um, so I'm glad. I love that story. What a great story to hear. By the way, I know we got to wrap things up here in a second, but uh, Mike Schilt was at the Jack. Yeah, Park. he was at the MAC last night. Just what do you have? Go- what do you have going on? Just was going to be there, just to be there, just like he, he was at the, uh, yeah. the event. Uh, what was he at a couple weeks ago? Because I remember you, somebody. Said um, he was, he, yeah. Oh, at the Stan Musial Awards, he felt like he should be there. Just he didn't even have to be there. wasn't even doing anything. He I went, felt like he should be there. Yeah, he he's in town to have some meetings, and uh, he's buying a place here to live full time, and. Um, he told me, he said, uh, I said, boy, it's great that you showed up to a really cool event. And he said, you know, I want to be a, a part of the fabric of the town and uh, just felt I needed to be here. And he said, Miles is getting an award. Mo's intro, uh, introducing him. So just wanted to be here. Yeah. That's just like, you know, it, in a way people might go, well, that's kind of just like normal. Like what else? But I mean, you know, it's not, you don't always get that. And no. I think it's healthy. And I it just is. think it's healthy. And it makes it per- you know, I, we, were, we were having the conversation at lunch, not like our lunch was, you know, like super fascinating. I keep citing it. That was yesterday. pretty fascinating. I enjoyed it. Thank I you, enjoyed it. It was pretty fascinating. I enjoyed it. Anytime my dad's at something, it's, it's – I inst- enjoy being with you. Yeah, dad. it's instant offense. But, um, you know, with, with Schilt, at this moment, he's not a name. But when you win, you oh, become, he will be. That's you become right. a name. You That's know, right. I'm, I'm sure I'm not making a parallel, so settle down. But, you know, Bill Belichick, obviously not like when they hired him. He bounced Give around. Give me another name. I don't like that. <laughs> Give it, just. Uh, who would be another name where you're kind of like, who was this dude? And now he's uh, uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Was it Michigan that State? Works. Was a Toledo guy with Gary right. Pinkle and then Michigan State and then LSU and now Alabama. Now he's Mount Rushmore guy. of coaches, That's you know. Right. So winning changes that. But I like there are certain ingredients I think a winning coach or manager has to have. And one of those things is confidence. Yes. Confidence in relating to media and fans, and then therefore his players, from a position of, you know what, I may have screwed it up, but here's why right. I did it, and I want you to understand that so you can understand where I'm coming from in the future. <laughs> the and I just think that's kind of basic, but at the same time, we also know that it's not necessarily across the board. A gentleman came up. I'm talking to Mike after the event, and we're just standing there, and a the guy's about six six. I mean, probably six seven. First thing Mike says to him, so you were a point guard? Shakes, <laughs> I mean, he's just a normal down-to-earth yeah. dude yeah. and, you know, shaking hands with people, signing autographs, taking pictures, and down-to-earth. Yeah. And um, good guy. And Miles Michael, this, by the way, his speech last night was awesome. Oh, yeah? Did a great job um, and talked about, I thought the most, uh, well, I thought the best part of what he said, he was very humble, um, very much, you know, he touched upon the St. Louis thing. He said, he said, I always, he said, I always remembered going to games in Jupiter and wanting to play for the Cardinals, which was really cool. And I think anytime you talk about that in mm-hmm. front of a St. Louis crowd, sure. you know, you're going to win them over. 
But he said that he said the one thing I took to heart was when I was in San Diego, and a coach said to me, he goes, "Hey," and he said it to a bunch of guys. You you guys don't like uh, being a double A or whatever he was. I'm paraphrasing a ball, whatever he was. He goes, "Play better." <laughs> you don't like it? Get better. You don't like being uh, that guy being you know at a ball and you're at a or double A and you're at a ball. Pitch better. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> and he said, you know what? He was right. Uh-huh. And, and he said, so I had to go to Japan, and he said, to get better. And he said, it wasn't where I wanted to be. He said, I had to get better, and I'm glad I had to go through it, but it wasn't where I wanted to be. And, you know, being in the major leagues is where I wanted to be. And and really, it is an incredible story. And he, he got really, you know, um, inter- just the, the perspective that he had about going coming full circle of – reinventing himself was really cool oh, you so know? like an introspective speech kind totally, of yeah totally. that's cool you know and just the the things that he's gone through just to get to this level and um i it, i would think that the way mo does business and how this pertains to the cardinals and um spring training mo seems to have stuff up his sleeve right like we're talking about next week in the winter meetings remember he had alan craig Matt Carpenter, Colton Wong. He's always had those guys. And I think it always starts right about now or after the first of the year where he's got those guys in mind that you never hear about it. And all of a sudden it pops up and you go to uh, a game or at least let me, let me rephrase that. There's a game that day, Paul DeYoung, and you hear press conference at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And all of a sudden you start to see guys gather around and, and you hear – you start to hear the rumblings. There's an extension today. He seems to be the one of the candidates to me. Interesting. Very that, interesting. That would be a candidate for extension. Very interesting. Very interesting. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, not a lot of mileage. He's the perfect guy. Um, why wouldn't you extend him? I mean, y- there are certain guys that you are going to have to extend be, be, you want to take care of certain guys before you get in the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want Ozuna, Carpenter, Michaelis, maybe Goldschmidt. I mean, all these guys. I mean, you, you got them under control, and you're thinking ahead. And and it, a lot of it depends too on all these guys that you may deal too. Mm-hmm. And you're not dealing him. Right. That's a candidate, in my opinion. Of that seems to be a guy you build around. That is, uh, I think a lot of people. That, I mean, that was a, that was Mazzella's signature move last Absolutely. year, and he dug in on that. You and know, think about the guys that he's dug in on, the guys that you overlooked, right? Like Ludwig, that was his guy. Holiday, that's his guy. Wong, they drafted him. Craig, they drafted him. Um, Carpenter, five thousand bucks, thirteenth round pick. That's our. That's a Cardinal guy. Yeah. That's our guy. No one talking about Miles Michaelis this time last year. As Mo said in the intro last night, there go the Cardinals being cheap again. <laughs> turns into an 18-game winner yeah. and the most proficient strike thrower in the league. Yeah. That's the kind of Cardinal guy that we want to keep around. I had a conversation. That's the kind of guy you sign long-term. It was at the end of spring training. Like You, you might have already started to head north. Um, and I was in his office, and I said, Can I, I just want to – the fan base is, is you know – irritated at this, yeah. at this moment because Holland hadn't happened yet and when Holland was signed people were excited at the time I was one of them you I, know, was I was pumped. too oh my god I was I, I didn't see that that debacle coming um and I said but people are wondering because Lynn was out there mm-hmm. blowing in the wind 
Arietta was out there blowing in the wind, and, and I said, you know, how do you – and it was just me and him. There were no microphones. And I said, so I just want to have an understanding of this. And he goes, okay. He goes, so let's say we brought in Jake Arietta or Lance Lynn. Let's just say we brought Lance back or Arietta. And this just, is with Mo. This is just me and him, BSing in his office at mm-hmm. Roger Dean Stadium. And, he, and I said, yeah. And he goes, okay, so who would we take out of the rotation? And he goes, Michaelis, right? He goes, that's who everybody's down on, Michaelis. He goes, well, our, our analytics tell us that Miles Michaelis is going to have a much better year than both those guys. And so that's why we wouldn't make the move. Right. And I'm just kind of like, okay, well, I mean, that's your reason. Let's see. And if you remember when we were doing the, the showdown from Jupiter, and he had like two terrible starts. Awful. No, right? not terrible. He was awful. Yeah. Like he can, I mean, it was bad. And we're kind of like, oh my God, if he has another bad one, what are they going to do? Right. You know, like I was of, one of them. Yeah. We were both looking I at I did this those going, games, and I remember looking at, I can't remember who my partner was, and I was like, yeah. Like, what's going what's on What's going here? on with this right. guy? And then he winds up being the guy who receives what is one of the signature awards in St. Louis sports last night. I believe it's the Jack Buck Sportsman of the Year, I That's think it. is what yeah. it is. Yeah. That, that to me is, and I I, I know we got to wrap it up yeah. here, but the, um, will Deke Dodum be freed by opening day? I, <laughs> it was up to me, it yes. Sounds like the boys have a little time at work. By the way, could you imagine <laughs> there's Gibby and um, – Lou, yep. Um, the Wizards there. The Wizard, uh, Tony, and yep. a couple of the you know other Cardinal Hall of Famers, and now in a red jacket, there comes Deke Dotum. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Boy, everything that's would just, be right. Yeah, that's emotional. That is emotional. Just, it bring a tear to my eye. <laughs> yeah. um, McCarver and Deke yeah. Dotum standing yeah, oh next God. to each other during the national oh, anthem. Oh, that's what it's all about. Wow, that's what it's all about. That's <laughs> powerful. Tearful. Yeah, I noticed um, you got a little emotional. I, I would find it fascinating as I walk down in the Cardinal offices on the, you know, they've, they've got like the marketing and the tickets and, you know, there's special events and there's various parts of the, the front office. And, and then you go by, you know, kind of like the, the analytics and you've got the draft people and you've got um, Michael Gersh and you got Moe's office and you go down Bill DeWitt and, and Mr. DeWitt. I, I wonder what, like, let's say Miles Michael is just as a case study of walking in that, let's say that boardroom, like a big boardroom and there's the analytics guys and there's the quote unquote, you know, old school baseball guys and the argument of, Hey, we're going to sign this guy and let's have it on the table. What do you guys think? You know, and you know what the analytic guys, uh, analytics right. guys are saying and some guy that's watched him, the, the two starts, let's just say you haven't mm-hmm. signed him, you know, and some scouts like, are you kidding me? Like he's throwing 97, but it's like everywhere and he's going to get killed. You know, when they decide to give a guy $18 million, your livelihood, if, if your Mo is on the line yeah. making that decision, you know, at what point you say, hey, I appreciate your input, but I'm going here. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Because yeah. now the introduction of analytics is so important to the game, and every team has got, you know, some teams have 10 of them are saying this is what we do you know this is what we see this is why we're going to go with this guy and yet some of the older baseball guys still have you know the bird dogs out there saying no 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 no. Mm-mm. this is what i see you know me as a baseball guy i think that stuff's fascinating yeah. but i'm a total geek so uh, but i love that stuff too and it's, the fact it's that fun they have so many people were against it and then it wound up working out now don't get me wrong there have been some misses here over the last few years as well but that was one that he stuck his neck out on the line and it obviously wound up being oh, it was great. A, a huge awesome. win. Uh, loved the program. So hold on, hold on. Today, so you're on Goldschmidt. That was your. You that was that was my your... play. Are you going to make a play here? Oh, I like my play, play is that Miles Michaelis will be signed. 
I'm going out of oh, a limb with crazy. with no. Because you come from a credible spot, I can just like fire. Yeah, no, that's and good. Go, yeah, I think they might get Harper and Machado. It's this be is great. this is coming from. I want to be on the record with this from no insight. Uh, just thinking at this table, no insight. Um, without talking to a person and on the heels of watching him make a speech last night. So this is really Wow, good. so this is straight intuition. Because if it were really happening, you wouldn't say it. That's the thing that I know. You know what I mean? Oh, I would. I would kind of yeah, side door exactly. it. I, would I, give I you know that's what you got to do, and I get it. So this is straight intuition. So you think that's Yeah, this happen? is just from me, like, kind of... Reading the tea leaves. Yeah, I, I just from the, like, the, like the other ones. You know, I'm kind of like, yeah, this kind of would be a yeah. low cardinal thing, and... Yeah, I'm going with this one. I'm going to say Miles will be the guy in spring training that will be the extension. All right. Uh All right. So I went with Goldschmidt last month. Yeah, I'm going Miles. You're going Michaelis with an extension in Mm -hmm. spring training. Yeah. Now, if you ask me the numbers. Okay, yeah, why not? Might as well. Let me I'll, next week. Okay, next I gotta, that's too next much. Week, it's too the much. The numbers on the yes, perhaps I can't. Miles I can't go that can't far. Do that, especially with the guy with the dotum question. I mean, my God, that one threw me for yeah, a loop. That, but that's again, I got any great broadcaster. I got emotional. Yeah, that, that we weren't expecting no, that. That uh, one got me emotional. Love the love the uh, show today. You can catch it if you missed it on Scoops with Danny Mac, Dan's podcast, the Tim McKernan Show, my podcast, and you can rewatch it on Facebook. Uh, or on Twitter, whenever you would like. Next week, Dan, holy moly, it could be, we could be doing all kinds of things. We start on what, Monday, Tuesday, yep. Wednesday, yep. Thursday, and just, Friday? We'll just, when, when there's stuff going, let's We're go. In. We're go. We'll, po- we'll pull up uh, whatever information's going on, try and bring people in from Las Vegas, know that the cat is going to be out there, Derek Gould's going to be out there, Raby, who left his hair on the microphone, is going to be out there, Claiborne. Uh, I thought that was an Ohio State logo initially. No. I, I didn't know what was Urban Meyer, on. huh? Yeah, there you go. Do you believe it? Uh, I'm skeptical, honestly. I think he retires from Ohio State, right? But then goes somewhere that makes, else. That's what he did with, with yeah, Florida. so he goes somewhere else. I, I, could, then, I could see yeah. this having been agreed to back in August when it was in When everything situation. was going exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. So that, yes. Okay. So I, that's, that's the way I'm approaching okay. it. Okay. With some healthy skepticism. He does yeah. look, he does look pained on the sidelines. He always looks pained. He though. does. He's But every coach it. looks pained. Uh, what about the Fighting Tigers in Oklahoma State? You're on the Fighting Tigers, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel I'm like going it's a Tigers. no-brainer. Yeah, and uh, Notre Dame, Clemson, Clemson. I'm on Notre Dame. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Let's Venmo for rolls. I get. I think I get like 11 and a half points too. So, oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah. They're both double digits. Really? Yeah, I think Oklahoma's getting like 13 and a half. Am I right on this? I feel like somebody's got to know here. Oh, Pete would probably be the guy who would know these numbers. I would like to know if you're going to be doing a. Um, a periscope of the uh, watch party here. Oh, that's well, isn't it nice when you see the plowboy like, <laughs> like pounding my couch and like taunting Missouri fans in the camera. That, you want to talk about building an audience? And then you bring in Stingray, <laughs> and then Stingray pops yeah. up. Isn't that it's, nice? It's really yeah. good. Yeah, you guys at Fox Sports Midwest might want to get in talks with them. We've it's talked about it. You have. It's oh been my extensive. God, more news. Yes, more news. Dan Breaking. Caesar can just be sitting there just transcribing <laughs> this. Thing. This is huge. All right, we'll wrap it up. Thank you to Mattress Direct for being our title sponsor, Design Air for sponsoring the studios, and the Triad. Viewer chat line. Always enjoy it. Listen to it on Scoops with Danny Mack or the Tim McKernan Show. And we look forward to being with you all next week for the winter meetings. For Dan McLaughlin, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Mattress Direct Hot Stove Show. Thanks, guys. All right. There it is. Thanks, fellas. Good show. Good show. That was good.